0: <laughs> I hope you're all having an amazing day. Um, praise the Lord. Uh, it's Aisha from GodFM and today is, well, Saturday of course, and we are the 25th of November, uh, 2023, praise the Lord. And I want to tell you that, you know, no matter how hard things get, we have to remember that God is in control. Uh, sometimes we do feel like just throwing our hands in the air because we just don't care. <laughs> One thing I've realized is that actually nothing else matters to me but pleasing God and, and serving God. And, uh, the more this, uh, challenging life continues, the closer we are getting to the end days. I pray right now that, uh, the lord will bless this sermon protect me pour the blood of christ over me and my home and any thing that the enemy uses to distract me will not work i pray this now in the mighty name of jesus christ of nazareth who died on the cross and shed his blood for me so that i am alive in christ because i believe in the Lord who came here and died on the cross for me. And I know I'm not worthy. Um, so what can I tell you about this week? Well, it's been a horrendous week, again, up and down, um, with all sorts of things going on. <laughs> um, but what we have got is we've got the Lord with us, And we have to remember that he is in control. We're only here for a short period of time. And we just have to pray all the time about this. Now, what's just popped in my head actually was uh, something I heard on TikTok about this black witch lady, ex-witch, who was saying that uh, that they tried to do some demonic things with children and families. But where the parents had prayed over their children at night um, and poured the blood of Christ over their child, these uh, demonic people could not penetrate the, the area or go near the child with the blood of Christ. What does this mean? It means that the blood of Christ is very powerful and nothing can penetrate the blood of Christ. Um, I've had so many things happening in my life um, with my uh, property and uh to the point where it's, uh, in my opinion, dangerous. People have gone beyond their uh, sort of capacity of thinking, uh, their enjoyment of uh, torture is uh beyond the measures of safety for other people. Uh, And so uh, it's been very tricky uh, because this is when you really have to just trust in God. Um, When your your enemies are surrounding you to do things um, and you've only got the Lord. (laughs) So I guess I'm a living testimony that I'm still alive to tell you this and that the Lord is very, very majestic, very mighty to save. And he does hear all our prayers. I believe also that when you're going through these things, people are being tested as well as you. And so you never know exactly what's going on in their lives. I've also noticed, you know, if I ever go out with a male in the car, everybody thinks that this must be my boyfriend. It's funny how people have assumptions and think things, isn't it? Like, you know, you might look at someone in their house and their car and they look like they've got the happiest life, but actually they've, they probably haven't. Everybody's got problems. Uh, of some kind or other, whether it be an emotional, mental, physical, family, financial uh, burdens. And so I want you to think about this. So it may seem that, you know, your life is so difficult and other people's lives seem better than yours, but you just don't know exactly uh, what everybody else is going through. This is why... um We have to thank the Lord for all the blessings that we do have every day and every night, but definitely to pray all the time. (laughs) In these times, the the demonic forces, I believe, are definitely at work. Everywhere we go, they are working to try and, uh, you know, cause division in our lives. And so, the only thing we can do is pray about it. Um, I'm just going to try and put some music on for you um, to keep it nice and uh, placid in the in, in the sermon. Um, there's a few things that have happened this week. Uh, one of my old friends has popped into my property. Uh, he used to come to a group at my house. And he was a, uh, you know, he's very knowledgeable about the Bible. It's really nice when you meet up with people. Um, it was interesting to get his viewpoint as well on what's happening, you know, in the, in the world. Um, <laughs> and, uh, again, you have to remember that it's also about believing and faith and trusting. So, um, Psalm 91 is always good to look at when these things are happening. And uh, also we got to remember that Job was tested you know, yeah, he didn't really trust God at uh, some points. Well, he did actually trust God, but his friends thought that Job had done something to annoy God. Excellent. It's funny how everybody around you, when you're going through trials, thinks that you must have done something to deserve it. The other thing that I found is, uh, like I've said before, with males, they, um, they, some of them seem to think that um, women shouldn't be ministers. Now, I want you to know that we are all called. And we really need to think about this. We need to think about all the people that need saving, the hard times that everybody else is going through. I haven't had a huge amount of downloads this week only because it's been a really traumatic week. I haven't had much time to really do much Uh, whenever I've tried to study the Bible. I've had attack after attack and uh so it's it's been very tricky um i managed to get one of my cars working this week which was quite nice but now the radio doesn't work so that's a bit annoying um oh yes and uh, some of my phones were taken as well uh where were they taken from the safe how were they taken? I don't know, but they weren't in my safe one day. Um, how did they get in? I don't know. These are the sort of things that happened to me. Quite frightening, isn't it? So anyway, um, um, electricity. Electricity is very dangerous, um, currently I think there's so much going on with electricity. Um, what can you do to protect yourself against electricity? Not a great deal. Um, there is shielding that you can buy, um, I haven't tried it. But yeah, I haven't got a lot to tell you this week. Um, Spider plants though, I've heard are very good and I've got a couple that uh, I've managed to grow and they're they're really going for it. They really like to grow very fast, particularly by windows. And they really like to grow, as I say, with little babies. Oh yes, Uh, when I was watching some videos yesterday I noticed many, many videos of people who are waking up to the reset, the year system that we're not in the year that everybody thinks we're in. (laughs) And so people have realized that the Gregorian calendar, there's lots of lies. Oh, yes, the dark ages probably didn't even happen or they were the light ages. I don't know. but. There's a real reversal of everything that is depicted in the news. (laughs) Um, The other thing I was thinking about is the gentleman and the woman who sold their field and told lies about how much they got for their field and what this all means. I think that The more things that happen, the more we have to realize that this is a test on this earth. I was walking around the town and people are looking down, you know, they're looking very upset. People are not happy. They're almost just in a robotic sort of sense, going around, doing things uh, as best they can, without. being conscious. It's almost like they're not really there anymore. Do you understand what I mean? Uh, I want to talk about Vril as well. I don't know if you know what Vril is. Um, but I'll tell you about Vril because I think it's relevant. Um, Vril is, um, like, a. it looks a bit like, um, a rat. Um, and, uh, Well, they're like a parasite and uh, when the uh, celebrities sell their souls, they get taken over by a vril. So uh, I believe that their soul is put in a jar, in a base, in one of the deep dungeons under the ground. And basically it goes in through the eye and the eye then bleeds and this uh, if you look at the symbols of the Egyptians they've got the eye and then they've got this dribble of blood and this represents the vril and the vril as I say are really really evil things it's a way of them taking control of the host the person who sold their soul. And then when that's happened, obviously we have a different being who occupies the body of the person who sold their soul. I was watching a story about the Beatles and Paul McCartney. Apparently he was replaced. I don't know if it's true, but apparently he was replaced. Hmm. Um, what happens when the Vril takes over, as I say, you get the a dripping in the eye and then you also get, um, what they, they consciously take over, um, so, and they mimic the original. And so, and they also have slit eyes, like, um, like snakes. Uh, notice that Jesus talked to the snakes. And so makes me think of that. So, yes, um I thought this is really interesting. There's a guy called Marshall. I think it's Marshall. Um, and he talks about it and what happens. There's a young man. I can't think of his name exactly now. But he reckons his parents sold him and they were, they were satanists, you know. And what would happen is he'd go to sleep in his bed and he'd wake up in the base, in a different body, in a cloned version of himself. And he had no control of this. And also they would wipe the memories of him when, when he'd go back to his body. His, his consciousness was somehow transferred from the original uh, body to this other body and uh now i believe this is what happens with celebrities so when a celebrity sells their soul their consciousness is transferred also into clones and a lot of the big celebrities sing about this so if you listen to the songs and you watch the videos you'll see that there's many pictures of the the bases, the cloning centres and uh, it looks really, really dangerous um, in the sense that they've got so much power that once the person has submitted and signed in blood they haven't got control of their own body anymore and they become taken over. Now the thing I've realized is this happens with celebrities but also you got all the leaders of the world they've also been taken over and so what we've got is snake type individual I suppose that are running things, they have many copies of themselves made um, so they can be in several places at one time like uh, Hillary Clinton, she's been known to be in lots of different places at the same time. And so, um, we know this, this can happen. Uh, What else can I tell you about it? Um, I believe that this has come right down to everyday society, personally. Um, I've personally encountered people who don't seem to have feelings or emotions, they're sort of like, they're, they're detached from this reality and love and passion. And I believe that there, there is, well, I believe these are the children of Satan, uh, but whether they were originally that person or whether they were taken over or whether their parents sold them. You know, when you look at all the fairy tales and the stories and the movies, there's always the stories of the mother and the father, kings selling um their firstborn um, to, you know, witches and whatever to get extra money and all this. And I believe a lot of the films contain the truth. I really do. And so... I look at these films and I think, wow, it's crazy, isn't it? When you realize that all of these films are trying to tell you what is really going on. So uh, you've got the Cinderella story as well. Uh, you've got Snow White. There's so many films that tell us these stories. And um, when I look at them, I think, well, Why do they give these stories? Who do I think is in control? Now, when you know that God is the Word and He is written and He is the will and He is the light and He is the truth, then you start to grasp the acting and the drama and the truth of what really is going on. Because Hollywood is a stage. But has Hollywood and this stage taken over the rest of the world. Have they become everyday, have they taken over the everyday people? I believe they have. How have they done this? Well, I believe that um, things like tattoos changes your DNA. I think your DNA is your blood, and that contains your soul. And if you put ink into it, I think it changes your blood. I think they've done something with tattooing because tattooing is really taken off. And tattooing is of the sort of criminal underclass, isn't it? People in, in prisons, they have all of those sort of things done. And now it's become an everyday, everybody's got a tattoo i've noticed people who have had tattoos have changed uh people in my own family who have had tattoos they've changed after they've had a tattoo and it's happened with one person and then it's happened with two other people that i know that are very close to me and they went from being really lovely people to not so nice people i don't know if it's just a coincidence But these things run through my mind, and I think, well, was this somehow a way for a demonic entity to enter them, to take them over? Um, I know also people who have played with Ouija boards who've changed and they were they used to be really nice people. And then they're not nice people anymore. Makes you really think about things like Ouija boards. Do people, really change when they play with ouija boards i think they do um i think you're allowing demonic things in how does the ouija board operate well you're calling on spirits and and things of a, a force of nature that is evil and i believe this is dangerous <coughs> that's what i believe anyway mm-hmm. um and do I believe in spirits? No, I... Oh, ghosts. No, ghosts I believe are demonic entities. Um I think that um anything that is not in this reality is in the spiritual realm, and if it's not safely tucked up in paradise waiting for the Lord... Um then it's in the other place, which is hell. Um They don't want to go to hell, so I think they hang around here. That's the way I think it happens. Um, <laughs> now, that's another thing as well. You know, what's Abraham's bosom? Abraham's bosom is paradise. Uh, when there was the rich man, he was in hell and he could see Abraham in Abraham's, uh, could see the, uh, slave, uh, that he had in Abraham's bosom. This is in paradise, which is a waiting area, I believe, before you go to the heavenly realms. Because it's like, uh, where the tickets have been purchased for where we're meant to go. But it's like a holding place ready. And then, uh, Christ has paid for the tickets if you like um, and that's why we're in paradise that's how i think about that um what else can i tell you about um i can talk to you about uh, what i also heard about i don't know if it's true okay uh i heard that they've made robotic seagulls and other birds as well, the blackbirds that you get. And uh, they've also made uh, mosquito type robotic things that can fly around and flies. And apparently Bill Gates released many billion of these mosquitoes to inject us. Oh yes, the other thing I learned about this week is that in the 1940s they were experimenting with certain chemicals that came out of aeroplanes. And when they sprayed them in the sky, they, would, they were really dangerous chemicals. They would cause um, almost like a wave. It looked like a wave or a clear, not clear, but sort of a cloudy um, wall. And, uh, and it created clouds and this is weather manipulation that they've been working on for many years. Weather manipulation is done in such a way that they, um, they change the sky and uh, what it's meant to be doing. The firmament is something else I want to talk to you about. I learned a bit about this this week. It's very interesting. So according to uh, the studies that I've conducted, around the earth is the dome, which is the ether. And this ether is like a blue oxygen, blue like liquidy oxygen. And it surrounds the earth, As we've got ice that goes all the way around the outside. This is the way I think of it. Then you've got this blue, liquidy ice and there, and it's really, really cold, colds. This is what I found out about this week. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, I think there's a lot of things that we don't know about. Oh, yes. Another thing I learned about this week is there was um, a trainer. And he worked with whales and dolphins, but particularly this one whale. And, uh, he, um, became so comfortable and familiar with the whale that the whale could communicate subconsciously, subliminally, uh, with, without, uh, having to, you know, say anything or make a noise. And, um, he even, uh, got the whale to demonstrate that this whale was talking to him. And he said, oh, it's certain time tomorrow. Get all your friends and uh, stand here and uh, and I'll get all the whales to come. And um, they will come and, you know, they'll all flash their eyes at you. Anyway, this did happen. What I found out is up to a thousand mile radius, whales and dolphins can communicate with each other from a distance of this amount in the ocean. Um, and they're very, very intelligent beings. There's also a bill in place, I think it's in America, but I'm not sure exactly, where I heard that you can be fined, has uh, been like a hundred thousand pounds if you try and communicate with dolphins and um, And whales. So, um, oh yes, and the governments have tried to also purchase the ether control, which is this film around just um, above the clouds. Now, oh yes, there was another thing I saw on TikTok, which was very interesting, it was this man was uh, in an aeroplane and uh, this aeroplane was above the clouds and the moon was also above the clouds, but there was a like a sheen of like a silvery colored cloud that is the sort of ether. And then he saw the moon and he thought himself, and he filmed it. And you know, you'd think that the moon would be above the, the sort of ether cloud, and it wasn't. It was very really interesting um quite hard to explain it um (laughs) so that i thought was very interesting oh yes uh the other thing i found out uh this week is um about stars you know how um you've got your star signs right so uh all of these star signs represent planets which are which are not real because planets are stars. Oh, yeah. And oh, there's so much I learned about this. So very interesting. And so when you follow that, you're following and idolizing a god. And then when you do these projects in school, you know, with planets and Saturn. Saturn is Lord of the Rings and all sorts of things I learned. And uh, basically, you're worshiping these uh, fake gods. And so it's... Uh, dangerous and it goes against God to to participate in uh, this activity of learning about planets and all this, because it's only the sort of 1920s, 1930s onwards that we started to learn that the earth was a globe. Um, before this, we, we all knew that the earth was flat. Um, And so this also comes into the reset that happened previously uh, in the late 1800s where, you know, cities are seen photographed totally empty and there's just, it's totally void of people. It's like, what is really going on here? That's what you think, you know? Um, What else have I found out about? Oh yes, so the the stars. You know when you see falling stars well, that's in the Bible, too, that the stars will fall from heaven. So when you see a falling star, it is actually a falling star, falling angel. Um, I think this is really interesting because it says in the books of Enoch that the stars that God makes, you know, that God is in control of, they are firmly fixed and nothing can move them. So if you're seeing a falling star, then it is a falling star, falling fallen angel. So, you know, when they say, I'll oh, make a wish, there's a falling star. Again, you're making a wish against, uh, with a fallen angel type star. So think about these sort of interesting things that uh, I'm talking about. Just have a think about it. It's really interesting, it is. Um, hmm. So stars, as I say, are created by God and fixed. So if they're falling, there must be fallen angels. Um, what else can I talk about? Okay. So uh, the way I look at life is that the, this life is like a mirror of the spiritual. So everything you write down you, uh, that you do is written down and it's your deeds. I was thinking about passports as well this week. Again, I have talked about this before, the fact that we have a passport and a photograph, and then we've got a photo which looks like it's got rain, and it's imprinted into the um, background of the sheet opposite your name and photograph, yeah? And why is it called a passport? well because you're passing a port what is the statue of liberty but uh, a place where you birth and you're free and you're at liberty to go on the land we're all lost at sea but we're also if we've got eyes to see we can see and ears to hear so i think this is really interesting as well um the fact that we can see and we can hear. And uh, for me, it's about believing in Christ. There's also something I read about, which is obviously, you know, that uh, the Jews, the fake Jews, worship Satan. Uh, there is my concern, which I'm going to bring up, and it keeps popping in my head. So I'm going to talk to you about it. And it, may, it may be uncomfortable for you to hear about this, but I might as well tell you what I think. There is, in the coronation of the kings and queens, there's this God of Sabaoth that they worship. And this God of Sabaoth also seems to appear in our Bible. Now you see, there are two gods. Okay, there's the real God, and then there's the fake God. One is a lie and one is true. So you can't worship both. You either worship one or the other. And so because God is the beginning and the end, and the truth will set you free, and he's the Alpha and the Omega, which means he's the beginning and the end, then it's very important because if we know the end, we'll know the beginning. So it's about knowing the truth. So. Something's happened. I don't know exactly what's occurred, but they really don't like the word Jesus. So this is the other thing I've noticed is that the fake Jews keep calling Jesus Yeshua. Now, Jesus' name is not Yeshua. Jesus' name is Jesus, okay? Why does Jesus say that they will worship a different Jesus? I think this is the Jesus he's talking about, but he's also talking about another Jesus. And this Jesus is the one that the Catholics also worship. Now the Catholics and the fake Jews and the Muslims all worship the same God, from my understanding, okay, as far as I believe. I think that the true children of God are spread across the whole world. And there was some type of mud flood and there was some type of reset which occurred. And so when this happened, there were no children and they made out that if a woman had a child in wedlock without being married, then they would take the child and put them in orphanages. Why would they invest so much money in orphanages and taking children from their parents? We must ask these questions. Where did these children go? Why did they go into orphanages? And what happened to the, all the adults? Now, there's lots of photos of all these people, and it, you can see it's all staged. This was in something I was watching on TikTok, and there were all these amazing sceneries of, you know, boats. With people staring off into the distance, doing nothing, hardly anything, looking like they're busy, but they're not really busy. And they're all in brand new clothes. What happens? There's no young babies around. And then you see further on where they obviously decided that, that you know, people get together and then they do have children. But there seems to be a lot of photos without young children. young babies. And now, uh, from my understanding, there was also on, on some of the videos I was watching yesterday, um, the stork. Now, apparently in the old stories, you know, there was a movie recently called The Stork, I think, and it was about babies who were carried by storks and delivered to families. <laughs> but this comes from something. Where does it come from? Why do we have these stories? Um, And I believe this is from when the orphan trains and the orphans were around. And so something must have occurred, I believe, around this time. And there's also the Cabbage Patch children. And I believe that in incubator fairs and all this, they could put babies in incubators and they could grow them in a month, a whole year. So it wouldn't take them many months to grow a child to 10 years old. Then we've got all the orphan trains of 1910. So it's my personal belief that around 1850, something happened. There was some kind of reset. Many people died. Most of us were dead. And uh, they kept some babies and, and, uh, must have done something. Then we've got to ask ourselves, is this what's in the Bible? Yes, it is. Um, According to the Lord in the Bible, the prophecy is saying that because you didn't follow me, God, um, I'm selling you to your enemies uh, for nothing. So this is why we also don't know we're slaves but your enemies will take your land, they'll cultivate the land, and you won't receive any of the produce from it or the the benefits of it. Why? Because we didn't follow God. <laughs> so I guess what I, I always ask is, where are we in the whole scope of things? Well, I believe a lot of the prophecies relate to each other and they connect up. If you believe the Bible is true, then you can piece it all together from this. And you can go, well, if we look at the world today, and then we look at the Bible, does the Bible actually say what's actually going on in the world? Does it say in the Bible, the history that we're told? I don't think it does. I think that history, as we have been told, is a complete facade and a lie. I don't believe any of it is true. So what do I think happened? Well, I think some reset has happened and then they, I believe they created history. They created the stories and wrote what they wanted us to believe. I told you before, I don't believe Napoleon ever existed. Um, if Napoleon existed, it was Apollyon, because Napoleon and Apollyon, if you write the words out, handwritten, you'll see that they are the same, one and the same. Apollyon, of course, is Lucifer, Satan. The fallen star, the big one, the false light. What is a false light? Well, it's not the true light. So, oh, yes. Another thing I've learned. It's also all about vibration, because they changed the um, musical thing. Now, I want you to know that Satan was a musical creator before he was fallen and he was in charge of music and he's in charge of music down here and i believe that this is the case now so he's in charge of all the music and that's why it's all copyrighted you know with youtube if i ever put anything on youtube uh, it always says oh copyright you can't use this bit of music because it's copyrighted it's actually copyrighted to Satan, Lucifer, and the dead. Because the people to become artists have to sell their soul to Satan, all of the music industry must belong to Satan. That's what I think. I mean, I don't know if I'm right, but that's what I wonder, and that's what I think. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know exactly, but... Um, mm-hmm. Um okay and the other thing i've also uh, come to realize is that water also changes its structure depending on the musical tones that are surrounding it plants also receive um happiness from music and uh, and they pick up vibrations also so it's a bit like throwing a pebble into a pond when you throw a pebble into a pond It causes a ripple and so I think this applies in every sense everything you do in life has a ripple effect Uh, it has effects on other people and it has effects on your life in general but in a spiritual sense too I believe that uh, everything you do what you what you do comes back as well it's like a mirror as I say, what, everything that you do is written down and you write your own deeds for your inheritance. That's why God is the will and the word. But you, in a sense, are a letter within the word, either of Satan or of God. Uh, it's hard to put it into a format to understand it. But it's always black or white, good or bad, rich or poor. That's why I believe that the Masons use their checkered boards and things. Um, oh yes, uh, the other thing I was watching on a video was in the centre of the maps is what they say was the Garden of Eden but it's also Black Rock which is what the biggest company of the world is called. And this and from from there four streams came out of river and this also fits with what the bible says so there's a hole in the center of the earth which is where the north pole is which is also black rock which is also the north pole that's what i was watching a video about this week now it's also about magnets and Vibration. So, and positive and negative. So for batteries, you need positive and negative. Um, and we've got, in a sense, we're a battery. We're made of 70% salt water. And so the, the ocean obviously is 70% as, as well of the earth. And the heart is an anagram for the earth. So this is all about our heart, because God is love. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all one big puzzle. And uh, I think all the clues are within the Bible. I believe the Bible is a map. Um, and there's many layers to everything it says as well. The names of the places and the people, as I've said before. Um. Oh yes, another thing I was watching a, a video about was you know these big stone structures that you get that are so like megalithic, you know, those ones. Well, they were actually made in the place of situ where they were by molding, by mold which is poured in. And uh, in this video, uh, it it showed that some of these are also hollow. So they they cast them in, uh, like, polystyrene, like you could do, right? In polystyrene. And uh, you can make plaster uh, currently, can't you? You can make a plaster structure and make it hollow. Uh, but they've done it on a bigger scale with a slightly different product, cementy type, which looks like stone, and make the megalithic things. And this must mean that we would have had incredible technology and ability. Now I want you to remember that uh, the, the opposite to God, of course, is Satan, God is I am, and opposite is AI. Uh, but also I want you to remember that the Romans are masons, okay? Everything leads back to Rome. There's all the phrases that we get. And uh, so this tells us that everything goes back to Rome. Well, we've got the Roman Catholic Church and there's no accident. Now the Romans and the Latins, uh, which are also Greek. Now they uh, they connect together also. Uh, Notice that Latin is very ugly to look at as a writing. And so is Greek very ugly. But back to it, um, notice that there are masons. Now masons are stone workers Ah, are we getting it? All right, yeah. Okay. So if you're a mason, you're a stone worker. Now, a stone worker is someone who builds big buildings. And there's all these big structures. Now, if you look at all the big churches and the really, really big special buildings, you know, we couldn't have built those a few hundred years ago. They say we built them with horse, you know, horses and carts. Uh, we could barely make our own clothes, you know, come on. So these are the things I think about. Um And also the 33. Why is 33 so important to the Masons? Well, 33 times 3 is a circle. It's a whole unit. I found that like 180 degrees is half of 360 degrees. That's why all the roads are called 180. And 360 is what our original days of the year were, 360 days of the year, by 12 months of 30 30 days. So it's all to do with numbers also, Um, which I found really interesting. when I think also about equations, you know, with, uh, um, what is it, science, you know, the science equations for for oxygen and uh, all of those, they look like a type of writing as well. And sometimes I think it looks similar to Egyptian uh, writing, hieroglyphics. Um, the Egyptians, as I say, I believe um, they are the Babylonians. I believe they're the same, somehow connected. Um, and this is because there's just too many similarities. They worship the same God. Now you've got to remember that there was a big division in cultures, so God divided the languages after the Tower of Babel. So this would explain maybe that, possibly, I mean, it's hard to work it all out, exactly. But um, everything's about architects as well, so architects and masons, they seem to be a power structure. So. If you look at the dollar bill, you've got a pyramid and on the pyramid, you've, I think there's 33 levels on it as well, but I'm not sure. And then it's got an all seeing eye. Well, the eye I believe on there is the vril. Yeah. And, um, I think that, uh, back to the vril, that, uh, this is like a body snatch. Where they try and take you over how do they do it in many ways either you sell your soul or you take the mark of the beast and then your soul does not belong to you anymore because you followed the beast i think there's repentance after taking the mark of the beast that the lord will redeem them many people i know that have had the mark of the beast that are christians they seem okay because i believe that the lord still loves them and is uh, he understands that you know they've gone and done this in good faith but they need to repent otherwise pride is a problem so in everything we've got to have fear of god um god i really do go around in circles about lots of different things don't i <laughs> So these are all the things that are popping into my mind. Uh, Now the other thing to remember is on the dollar bill, you've got, in God we trust. And this is written in Latin writing. This is definitely means that the Babylonians are the pyramid people. Okay. Why? Because it's Latin writing with a pyramid, with an eye. Um, So they all worship the same God. And this is the God of this world. Now, I want you to realize that Satan is very, very powerful and he is the God of this world. And he is in charge down here. He's in charge of all the music and all of these things. Now, I want you to remember what I've said before, is God sold us to our enemies. So if our enemies are the children of Satan, The father is the father, Satan, and he's the father of lies, as in the weeds, which are sown right next to the real plants. And so this is what Satan does, is he sows the weeds right next to the real children of God. Now, whether this happens in the families or not, I I think it does, I think that um this is why Jesus said, those who are with me are with my Father who sent me. Uh, those who are against me are against my Father who sent me. But he also refers to the people around him as his family. So blood isn't thicker than water. I think we're all finding this out at the moment, you know, with what's going on in the world. Uh, because. Certain people don't want to do certain things. They don't want to open their eyes. And they don't want to know the truth. It's very interesting, I think, that people don't want to know what's really going on. They don't really want to believe the truth. And what do you think it is that makes people not want to know the truth? I don't know. I think it's because they're so happy in this world, They've set their heart on the desires of this world so they don't want to know about the world to come. It's also the other thing I want to talk to you about is the consciousness of people and what they're really doing. Because they've made it so busy, we go to work, we go to school, we come home, we eat, we go to sleep and then we go back to work again or go back to school. There's not much time to rest and really consciously contemplate what's really going on. And everything's rush, rush, rush. And also what I've noticed is if you rush somebody, that's when they make mistakes. So uh, why would someone rush you? Because they don't want you to know what's really going on. They rush you into school, don't they? They rush you through school. You'll learn all these things that are pointless you know what's interesting is if you give me a child till he's eight i can make him a man it's one of the old phrases i think of the arabs but then when you think about it if a child can learn so many languages between one and five years old it makes you think well how can they learn all these languages but as an adult i can't learn all these languages you see it's almost like our brains have been switched off. How do you switch it off? Well, I think the way you do it is make something so unappealing. Um, so if you want to learn about art, you've got to learn about all these boring people and boring art to become a famous artist. Again, because everything is owned by Satan in this world want you to remember also, he's very good looking. Satan was very, very good looking. And uh, when Jesus was in the wilderness, Satan came to him and said, I'll give you anything in this world. I'll even make you ruler of this world if you follow me. This means that Satan has the power over everything in this world. Also, I want you to remember that when Jesus uh, was murdered, you know the thorns that they put on his head? They're really tall, they're, they're big, big thorns, and they're about the size of nails. And they punctured his uh, his head to make it all bleed, and then the blood to thicken, and it would catch in his beard. What they did to Jesus was awful. And I often think of this, you know, before Jesus went off to be killed, he, um, he went to go and speak to his disciples the night before and he said, please don't go to sleep. I'll be back in a minute. You know, I'm just going to the top of the hill. And he came back three times and they were sleeping, you know. And I wonder about that. And I think to myself that Satan had his plan to take Jesus away from us, but also, that Jesus knew he was going to die. <laughs> and I think even though you know he's obviously so powerful, he must have known that they were going to kill him. <laughs> and even though he's so powerful, there would still be a physical desire to have some time with them before he went and I always think about that, and I always think how horrible that was for him and how they made a mockery of him, Well, they thought they did. Little did they know that he died to set us all free as the lamb. The sacrifice without blemish it was perfect in every way. Thank you Lord for dying for us. I think about that a lot. And I I mean I just don't know anyone who would do that for me apart from Jesus. You know, I want to ask you a question. Would you be prepared to do this for someone else? I think about that I think about that. Is it wrong to think about that? I don't know. Would you carry a cross up the road? Be totally humiliated knowing that you are God in the flesh. Would it would be so hard to resist as well uh to to, to just sneeze and blow them all away <laughs> <coughs> I mean the power of Jesus in taking authority in the position that He knew He had to die for us. Uh, I think about that. And I think, would we carry a cross and walk up the street and die for Jesus, for anyone else? You know, when I think about it, Jesus said that we must love our neighbours as ourselves. Well, who's our neighbors? Well, our neighbors are everyday people. If God is love, then this is a test down here. To see if we are compatible to become children of God. That's why we're sown amongst this demonic. We get to choose whether we're children of God. It's all according to God's will. I always think about what God did for us. And that He went also to hell and He preached to them so they could all meet Jesus. So these are the, all the people that had died before Solomon, David, Moses, and never got to meet Jesus so that they could believe in Jesus there as well. Like hell. Obviously, they're not in hell, but in paradise and in hell and the dead. So he preached to the dead. So those people who have died already. I think about this as well, how he did that and how amazing that is that he was able to go to all those people and talk to them about what really happened, you know, and who he was and that he fulfilled prophecy and that they were able to to have the truth given to them i think this is amazing praise the lord um and what else can i talk about oh yes they seem to worship the planets as well these uh followers of satan they worship planets the sun And uh, and you've got some people who say, "Well this, without sun you wouldn't have life but it's interesting that Jesus is the sun. Do you ever think about that? I think that. You see I think the way I look at it is that he is the sun, Son of God, but he is also the light and he is the true light. Satan is the false light. And that's where you've got the sun worship because it's not the true light. The other thing I think is interesting is when Jesus comes to rule for a thousand years, apparently he provides the light and there's no need for a sun anymore. Hmm. These are all the things I think about. Praise the Lord. I also think how interesting it is that Everything in the world demonstrates how clearly and true God is and righteous. But the fact that he is in control, and he controls everything, but he created everything. I think about that as well, and that other people don't believe. Even though it's all there written for him, for them to see, they still won't believe in God. I find that really interesting. Um, and the other thing I think is interesting is Jerusalem and Zion, and where they really are, because there's a spiritual one and a physical. These are all the things I think about. I don't think we'll ever have the capacity to fully understand the truth of who God is exactly but we've got to search everywhere we can for it. The other thing I I was watching me um, stories about on TikTok was why they took so many books out of the Bible. And the books that they took out really talk about the firmament and um, the stars and the fixtures and uh, the rotation of the sun and the moon and the stars and their duties and all of those things. And they took all of these stories out. And I always think that's really interesting. I was telling someone I, that I've read all of the um Apocrypha and all these, and they go, oh, no, you you shouldn't read those, they're not authorized. I say, well, authorized? Authorized by whom? They say, man. I said, God said, don't listen to man, listen to me. I think this is so interesting that despite what God said about following Him and only following Him, not following man, we still insist on not listening to God and we still insist on believing what man says. The other thing I was thinking about is you know, in the Bible, sometimes you get the uh, sort of a thesaurusy write up on what they uh, classify as what this means or their interpretation, references and connections within the Bible of how this fulfills prophecy. Quite often you get this in, in the Bibles. But what I want you to think about is the person who's written these synopsis may not have our intentions our best intentions at heart. They may wish you to interpret it in the way that they are presenting it to you. Mm. So, because I know that they've taken books out of the Bible, then I also know that uh, often what they've written about uh, as their synopsis, isn't always going to be accurate. It cannot be because they are seeking to deceive us, the people who have presented the words of God to us, because they want you to receive it in a, the way that they present it. Okay, so um, I'll give you an example. Like I left school early because I was a naughty child and I didn't like listening to people and I didn't really want to know what they were telling me at school because I thought I knew everything and I didn't need to learn anything at school, yeah, because I knew better and uh, I didn't really uh, comprehend what school was, I couldn't really see the purpose of it. I thought it was all very boring and mundane, so I finished school early. Um, because I failed school, you know, and then I had to redo the year and then I left school and well, it all was a bit of a mess and so I never really completed my education. And then I came to England very young. And uh, so I suppose you could say that my experience is practical, not theory what's theory and what's practical. Theory is what's written and practical is what you physically experience so uh, when they teach you at school it's what they've written for you to learn so in the same way they want you to receive it in the way they present it so that's why they've got to get to you really young so that you have learned it. Now, because if you learned it and then you have to learn it parrot fashion, um, then it becomes true because you've learned it and you're proud of yourself as well. When you learn something, you go, ah, oh, so clever. I learned that. And you're proud of yourself, aren't you? You're like, I got an A. But what if, what if everything we're being taught is lies? And so, you know, some of the dumbest people, you know, are scientists, I think. I mean, who decides the IQ test? I believe the IQ test doesn't really measure your intelligence at all. All it does is it it set a standard based on someone who created an intelligence test that probably wasn't very intelligent. I don't know. Why do we rely on someone's interpretation of intelligence to gauge everybody else's level of intelligence across the world? These are the things I think about. So, like I say, when I read the Bible, um, I look at, obviously, I've got many thesauruses and things, and many. reference books of what really happened and the way uh, I can connect it, because the Bible is quite a lot to get your head around, so it's always so handy to have the reference books. But certainly I've always questioned the the, um, references that they put as the answers. I think that we should read it with our own eyes and see what we see without taking somebody else's interpretation, just like someone else's um, measure of intelligence. I don't trust that. Um, because as I know, um, when they tell me that petrol and um, those sort of things um, are in, you know, that diesel and petrol damages the planet I know that actually the electric vehicles that they now make um, damage the planet a lot more uh, by them creating the batteries and all of the the energy to charge up the cars and things like the the windmills that they've created there's loads of them all piled up in fields And they're just big chunks of metal, not helping the environment at all. Everything seems to be an inversion. Everything we're told. And everything's about blaming us that we're a waste of space and we're taking up space and time and resources on the planet, which really we shouldn't live on and all those other things. And I think, well, it's so very interesting it is I think well, all of this, everything's an inversion. Um, like I've already said, should we be flushing our poo down the loo, or should it be going on a compost heap in the garden? You know, there's that uh, there's this phrase, which says he hasn't got a, post, a pot to piss in he's so poor. Where does this come from? Does this mean that you had to have money to have a pot to piss in? Is this where the phrase gets the policeman's hat to have a wee instead of a pot? Are toilets quite a new thing? I think they are. Have they plumbed the toilets into the original water system? I don't know, but something's not right. I don't believe everything I'm told at school. But why? I don't know. Oh yes, another thing I've been <laughs> thinking about is volcanoes. <laughs> See, I, I don't know what volcanoes are, but I don't really believe they are what they tell me. Why? I don't know. But I've always thought, as a child, I've always thought volcanoes were connected with dragons. Because for some reason in my mind, I believed that that's where dragons came from and they kept their gold. And that's where the dragons lived, in the volcanoes. Now, if the earth is a dome and underneath, because we've got the pillars of the earth, and then uh, we've got Sheol and hell underneath, then uh, the volcanoes must all connect to Sheol. Uh, so everything we've been told to is a lie. So this thing about magma and all that. Um, oh yes, there was another video I watched, which was really interesting. It was someone in the, in the desert. And there was a hole in the middle of the desert. And then it went, it was a very deep hole. It was, uh, like really deep and they, they couldn't really see down it, but they could hear cries of people. And, uh, then they shone a torch down there and then they could hear and see like what looked like shadows of people. And it made me wonder if that was hell. The other thing I was thinking about is, you know, Euphrates in the Bible, they said it was going to dry up at the end times. And yeah, it's dried up. And, uh, so we we're supposed to have some angels which are released. So that's also really interesting. Definitely look at that and study it. Uh Like I've said before, I really don't think we must rely on what man's interpretation of the Bible is. I think we can only rely on our own eyes and our own ears for those who have eyes to see and those who have ears to hear the truth. Otherwise, it could be a lie that we end up being taught and we believe the lies because we're told it's true and we believe the people who've told us that. You see, I don't believe the people in the leaders or anything anymore. Everything is to be observed and researched, check and check and again. It's due diligence, I think. You see, also God says that you've got to show yourself worthy and uh, studied, so, oh yes, that's another thing I was talking about with my friend, I was saying to him, you know, if you die today, do you know for sure where you're going? And the other thing I asked him, is if God turned up, now, tomorrow, could you actually say that you're ready? Would you feel ready? Or would you not be sure? Those are the things I think about, and I, and I wonder. I was saying to my friend, "See, so I don't know if I'd be ready. I don't know if I'll be worthy. I think it's a good thing to always ask. And um and then he was saying, Well, we have to be sure that Jesus died for us and he is our salvation and for whoever believes in Jesus they are saved. And then I was saying to him, But yes, but Jesus does turn around to a lot of people and say, I never knew you. Then he was saying to me, Well, don't forget that God's got to know you. And I was thinking, but God already knows us because he made us. But I think also what's so interesting is do you know yourself? You know, in your daily walk and your daily decisions and when you're put in situations, do you really know what your move's going to be? I don't think we do sometimes. Sometimes we're in a corner and we're not quite sure what to do. You know what I was saying about being rushed? If you're rushed then you make bad decisions, you make mistakes. So I think we mustn't let ourselves be rushed. And in everything, take your time. And don't worry about tomorrow, because to tomorrow worry don't worry about Yeah. Don't worry about today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Because Today has enough problems of its own, and tomorrow will take care of itself. And so we've got to trust in God with everything. And again, just a reminder, it's about surrendering and giving Jesus the reins in your life, that he is your master and that you follow him. And how do we demonstrate this? Again, by loving our neighbors, praying for our enemies and seeking to please the Lord in everything we do, but looking for the truth, always asking questions. You see, also the other thing I was thinking about is the Waldorf schools. Hmm. I went to a Waldorf school and In the world of school we were encouraged to ask questions and so we'd have open discussions with the teachers and ask them questions like why is that like this and how did that happen and I don't think this makes sense or whatever or I don't really think it happened like this can you please tell me how, why or whatever, how, how, what, when. And I think this is so good and so interesting that the world of school encourages free thinking. And what's the difference between somebody who rebels and somebody who is disobedient? What's the difference between somebody who's a free thinker and somebody who disobeys and doesn't want to follow? I think it's really interesting because, you see, I was, as a child, very self-centered in my thinking. Um, I was a determined individual who, who knew that I had my own mind and I didn't like being told what to think or what to do. And that's been the same since I've been a child. I've always been a bit of a rebel. And I've questioned this about myself. And I thought to myself, is this something God would be happy with? Well, yes, I think that God wants me to have this strength to stand up and say, well, no, I'm not sure I agree even if you are the one amongst 20 or 100 that doesn't agree that what they're doing is right. Because it only takes one person to change everything else. And you can make the difference in everybody, in everybody's lives by being the one in the 100 who makes the difference, who helps the person across the road, who gives the ten pounds to the person who needs it? Who gives our cigarette to someone who needs it, or cooks a meal for someone who can't afford it? I think I think about these things. <sighs> oh yes, that was um, it's just popped in my head when I was a young child. There was a big lake that we used to go to, and I think it was called the Bonamansi and it was a dam and it was so big and well it was almost as big as any um, harbour front and it it seemed to almost have its own little beaches it was so big this lake it was almost like uh, its own little country it was so big think about the lake sizes in Africa and how big they were how big they are and how small they are on the maps they're not really depicted correctly because like when I think about the lake that um I'm talking about I compare it with the harbors of where I go and visit I think well no this this lake was big Bigger than probably quite a big chunk of England. I think about the map sizes and the continent sizes and how big they really are. Oh, yes, someone actually had a map which they folded in half and then they showed that the other side connected as well. So it just goes round and round. So very interesting. Try playing with things like a child does. And and just experimenting with things. Hmm. Um and the other thing I thought was interesting is somebody put a phone in a microwave and a demon came out of it. And someone put grapes in a microwave and it had they had sparks. I thought that's so very interesting uh the the other thing that makes me think about is Nazarites, which are in the Bible, can't have grapes um and I think that's so very interesting. nothing whiny uh who was a Nazarite? Well Jesus was a Nazarite Moses was a nazarite um and it's a priestly position that when you um are called. To serve the Lord. Um, I opened the Bible last night before I went to bed. I sometimes do this when I'm asking questions from the Lord. And what I got was, um, it fell on uh, two stories, the Lord calls Samuel, and then uh, the Philistines capture the ark which I thought was all very interesting because when the Lord called Samuel, Samuel was a small boy and uh, he heard the Lord calling him and the Lord was calling him, Samuel, Samuel. And he woke up several times going uh, to, to, uh, I think it was the leader at that time, the priestly uh, gentleman who was in charge, Eli, Eli. And uh, and Samuel was like, is, is it you calling me? And he went, no, no, go back to bed. And three times, finally, and uh, he said, oh, actually, if you get called again, it's probably the Lord, and you should answer him. So then he said, yes, Lord, I'm ready to serve you when you call me. And sometimes I think, well, when I receive messages like this, sometimes the lord speaks to you through the bible so in my way i think that that the lord is saying i'm calling you aisha i'm calling you but you're not hearing me i am here and i'm calling your name and so but it's also everything's a mirror so i must call on the name of the lord and pray all the time that's what i also get so there's always a double meaning in everything. And then the the Philistines captured the Ark, which that's really interesting. So we we had a big fight with the Philistines and then they captured the Ark of the Covenant. And uh in the end they gave it back to us because they came under a curse for having it. <laughs> and uh but the Ark of the Covenant, you see it's also so very interesting when you look at what the Ark of the Covenant is, that it contained uh, the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments uh, were written in stone by the uh, by the Lord when Moses had gone up to the mountain twice for 40 days. The first time he came and uh, threw the stones on the floor and he was really angry because we'd built this uh, calf. and. Um, and obviously the second time we got them and we had them in the ark finally. But the ark is another word that we have, um, which is Noah's ark. And I think that also connects, that we all were, were saved through the ark from the flood. But we're also saved the, through the ark of the covenant. With the Ten Commandments, now the, what's interesting is the Lord is love, and the Earth is an anagram for the heart, and the the laws are written onto our heart, which are encased in the Ark of the Covenant, in a in a spiritual way, and that's where the Holy of Holies is. And you know, uh, I just think, well, the Lord is so clever. <laughs> <laughs> very amazing, very fascinating in every possible way. Um But I just think that there's so many meanings to everything that it just all confirms who the Lord is and the truth of the Lord. And um, my friend Johan, uh, he shares with me every day a daily message. And um, the message I got uh, was that... Jo- job had been restored uh, double yeah and the the Lord restores you double for your trouble and this also I want to remind you of that every blessing that has been robbed from you will come back to you and like I said last week when I listened to Derek Prince I think we've got to really really just double check sometimes we're going through a rocky time that there's no witchcraft that's having an impact in your life because witchcraft is real. We have to remember that the power of the Lord supersedes and the light of Christ is more powerful than the darkness. So we've got to shine the light more to bring the light more as well. Cause you attract it the more you demonstrate it. It's like what goes out comes back in. So uh, in the same way, like a magnet. Um, So we literally uh, have to present the kingdom in the way we conduct ourselves because the kingdom of God has come upon us. Why did Jesus say this? Because he he was saying it because it's true. Because we are the temple of God. The spirit of God dwells inside us. Jesus, when he left, he said, I have to go now but I'm going to leave you my helper. And then, you know, we know that we're not alone, but we've got the Lord. So if you're up against it, no matter how hard things are, remember who your God is and how powerful he is. This is another thing I was saying to my friend, that all the nations feared God's children, the true Israelites. Because wherever we, we went, God went with us by a cloud by day and a fire by night. This meant that all of what we did, we succeeded in because God went before us. But if we're not following God, then that cloud by day and fire by night isn't going to be in your life. What am I saying? Well, what I think... And saying is, just be sure that you know who you're following and that God knows that you're following him and that you've totally trust him. You have all faith that you are saved. You've forgiven yourself. You've forgiven all those others that have hurt you. You've accepted his free gift. I believe the daily prayer should be the sinner's prayer. I've already said this and because Jesus is the daily bread and the daily sacrifice. So make sure that you surrendered and definitely have a listen to the Derrick Prince's um, thing against demonic attacks because they often represent what's going on. If things are going wrong in your life, they stand out that something's opened a door. I know, all it takes is for someone to bring something in your home. So Or you might have bought something that, you know, is pagan or whatever. I believe Christmas is totally evil (coughs) and that we shouldn't be celebrating it because it is a Roman uh, pagan um, god that they're worshipping. Satan is Santa Claus. So we've got to just remember who we serve. And then by giving people presents at Christmas, pretending they're from some guy called Santa Claus, who is Satan, who comes down the chimney, ash and fire from the pits. Um, and then children receive those presents and believes in Santa Claus. Um, and they're also then mixed in with the stories of Jesus Christ and uh, the the a uh, manger and that Jesus is a baby and that he's no threat to your life and that he's not to be feared um, and that, you know, Jesus got presents when he came into this world. But what we've also got to think about is the fact that Jesus is so important and he received gifts when he was brought into the world and then we, every uh year, we give each other presents and pretend that they're from some person called Santa. Then, when the child grows up, then they're told that Santa's not really real, and uh, and then they're told about Jesus, and so they, of course they they link the two because Santa Claus and Jesus are linked together at Christmas time. So they don't they do so basically. You don't get one without the other. You always get Santa Claus where you get baby Jesus and the manger and Christmas. So please think about what you're doing at Christmas. And it doesn't matter how old you are, whether you've got children. I want you to think, you know, with your children, do you want them to be saved? Is it more important for them to be saved and followers of Jesus Christ or to get presents. Because you could be leading them into a terrible place. You see, also God says uh, that we're all called to warn everyone. Otherwise, it's on your neck and it's on your hands. So I'm warning everybody. doesn't matter whether you've got children and, you know, they've they all want their presence because um, believing in the truth and what Christ really did for us is more important than believing in Santa Claus. It's better to tell your children the truth, that Santa Claus is a story that they do for the children and pretend that uh, Santa's some big guy, you know. But you can say to your child, because I have respect for you, I want you to know the truth of what Christmas is. It's a pagan celebration, and uh, it's to undermine what Jesus Christ did. It's a mockery of Christ by giving each other presents, it is, from Santa Claus. So I just want to remind you that because we're not far from... Christmas, and someone was asking me about Christmas, and they say, well, what are you doing for Christmas? I said, well, uh, I don't celebrate Christmas. And what I do is I get the a, like a ready meal, takeaway type meal, so that I'm not paying homage to this uh, Santa Claus. Um, and I haven't always done that. You know, it's Only in the last few years, something really happened in 2020. Uh, I was saying to my friend about it, How, how? I always thought, it's all right, God will never come in my lifetime. You know, everybody would carry on in their lives like Jesus would never come back. But with everything that's happened, it's made me realize how close we are. It's 2020, 2020 vision, 2020 vision, wake up. Have you got 2020 vision? For those who have eyes who can see. And this was, I believe, God's wake up call, uh, as well. Um, have you also noticed, like, a lot of the movies recently, um, are really so very close to what's in the Bible and what's going to happen. I think there's a film called The Nephilim, which is coming out. Uh, and that really tells you what really is going on as well. Um, so, definitely, uh, there was a film called Super Intelligence and about this AI. And it got this young girl to prove that AI was in control of the world and it could destroy the world and it made her a multi-million overnight and all these other things. And I was like, wow, it's just like what's really going on. Satan is also king of the air. That's another thing I think that's interesting. It's the false light, but he's also the king of the air. So he's in charge of anything AI and Sheol and the the abyss opening is everything demonic coming out of the abyss, I believe, ready to take occupancy of people's bodies. This is a war for your soul, your body, your spirit, the truth. And we have to fight with the weapons we've got, which is the truth. And it's all about a spiritual war. It's a war between the flesh and the spirit. The weapons we fight with are all the weapons of the Bible, which are the words of God, if we know them. So I also was saying to my friend that maybe we all should be learning different verses or different parts of the Bible so we all know, bits like a family heirloom. Each family should learn a section of the Bible. Apparently, that's what they used to do. But uh, have scripture in your wallet or a Bible on you wherever you go because this protects you. I know that when we were on holiday in Turkey and we had some awful things happen, I believe by having my Bible with me, it protected me. I really believe this. Um Not that I worship my Bible, but my Bible contains all the words of God, which gives me encouragement in these funny times. Hmm. The other thing I want to talk to you about is just to remind you that those who have not got eyes to see can't read the Bible. Those who are not children of God, all they get is the words. They don't actually get all of what the words contain. The different levels, the spiritual meanings, and the wisdom that comes with that, as well. So to just remember that a lot of people in this world—they're angry. Something's really awful's happened, and they're angry at God, and they haven't got God with them because they've turned against God, or they've decided that they don't believe in God anymore, or they've followed Satan because they're angry, but those people we can pray for because there's still hope for them. Because if they were so hurt, then that means that their heart is real and that we can still affect them. Because if something broke their heart, then they, they have a real heart. Yeah? Do you understand what I mean? Hmm. Um, it's interesting about the heart. If you have a broken heart, it really physically hurts. And like you can't breathe and um, all those sort of things. I think that's really interesting that your heart can affect you physically. And the spirit also. Like if you vex the spirit, that's an interesting thing. Like if you're really nasty to someone. You can go around, you could like an ache. And that's your spirit, I believe, your Holy Spirit nagging at you. You shouldn't have done that. And I've had that where it's happened to me and then I've gone and apologized, tried to correct something, and I felt peace again, you know. So I guess what I'm saying is have a look in the mirror as well. Just see how you feel about yourself. And sometimes just praying, Clears all that, and uh you know we all get that, oh, uh, just the also quick thing I've noticed is lots of people are getting heart racing um and my friend had problems with this, and um, I think it's something to do with electricity, and um, I told him to swap the position where he was sleeping around and if you can hear your own heart beating, something's not right. I found it in my own house. Uh, and I, w- I try not to go to sleep if I can hear my heart thumping. See, I think this has affected a lot of people somehow with the electric currents. It's all about vibrations. <laughs> and I think it's affecting a lot of people. Electricity can't see. But if you put your fingers in a socket, they will affect you. So I want you to just maybe uh, think about this. If you've got a racing heart or you're getting anxiety, all these sort of things are symptoms of what's happening with our electricity. A lot of people are dying of heart attacks, strokes and all sorts of things. And I believe it's all connected with AI and technology and everything else. But we've got to remember that we have got God with us. With God, anything is possible. And that He loves us so very much. Praise the Lord. Well, I think I've come to the end of everything I want to talk about this week. I pray you all having an amazing week and an amazing Sabbath day. I'm going to close with a sinner's prayer. If you want to find us, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Chrome, YouTube, Rumble, BitChute, um, Telegram, GodFM media for all our videos and all those things. We've got videos and just audio if you want to listen. Uh, if you want to email me, admin at godfm.org.uk. And, uh, if you want to phone me, just, uh, Look on our website, www.godfm.org.uk. You can phone and always leave a message. Bear in mind that we've been hacked and a lot of things are affected. So try me from many emails and maybe phone from a few different phones as well. And leave messages. Um, we are looking for help with uh, websites and hosting and emails and webmail and uh, cyber security and all sorts, and electricians, (laughs) Um, EMF and all sorts of things, please, if you know anything about these things and you can help, please contact us, admin at godfm.org.uk. Let's close with the sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we know that you came to earth and died on the cross for our sins. We know that you are the son of God and that we've been redeemed through the blood of Christ who died for us to set us free from death, sin and darkness, that we are sinners and that we're not worthy, but through Jesus' sacrifice we are. The grace of God is upon us. Thank you, Lord. Please forgive us of our sins. If our families follow pagans, witchcraft or anything evil, if we've offended you in any way, Lord, Please forgive us now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I cast out all demons, witchcraft, Satanism, anything evil, including demons. I cast them all out of you, your life, your family, your income. I ask the Lord to give you the blessings of Abraham as children of God, to restore all the fortunes that Satan has robbed from you, that every blessing that is upon you will come to you as is intended, according to God's will, and that you may serve God's will and be pleasing to God in every way, that we may shine the light of Jesus Christ to others, that they may also come to know the truth of who Jesus is and our salvation through him. In Jesus' mighty name, I also ask the Lord to heal all who are listening to me of any ailments, illnesses, whether that be mental, physical, spiritual, and to restore you and to give you joy and peace and happiness and to give you all the resources that you need, including finances, that you may have all the blessings, that you may know who the Lord is and that we serve a mighty God who loves you so very much. I pray this now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It's Aisha from God FM. I hope you all have an amazing day. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye.